Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Pole Position Podcast. I'm your host Jack Price and in this episode we are going to be talking about the the breaking news that's happened in the last few days in the sport of Formula 1. We're going to be talking about the subjects such as the new um, calendar that has been coming out, the new uh, revised calendar for 2020, um, revealing uh, to us the first eight races that are going to be in F1 for the 2020 season. All the races are in Europe. This is the first stage and we're going to be going through all the races and talking about um, Chase Carey, um, the the director of of Formula 1 and the CEO of Formula 1. He's going to be talking about um, some of the points about the calendar, about the regulations, about the safety, about the sport. Now it's coming back. So we're going to be talking about what he's been saying and discuss. Uh, We're also going to be talking about um, Sebastian Vettel and uh, talks about him maybe joining Mercedes, uh, either alongside Lewis Hamilton or maybe somebody else. Um, So that's talking about and of course we're also going to talk about um, Christian Horner and his thoughts on maybe the return of Sebastian Vettel to Red Bull. Um, This is all going to be coming up on this podcast Um, so without further ado enjoy the podcast. So the first main news story that we're obviously going to talk about is of course F1 confirming the first eight races of of its revised uh, 2020 calendar and this starts with an Austria Grand Prix doubleheader. Now of course we were, we all thought this was going to be the case uh, a few weeks ago they were talking about how we could have doubleheader races, uh, Silverstone was, was lined up for it, Austria was lined up for it um, so there's been a lot of discussion over the last few weeks about how this um, revised 2020 calendar is going to look and F1 have come out with the first eight races. Now these are all European races. Um, I'm not sure whether more European races could be added in the future, um, but at this moment in time, this is um, what they've lined up for us. Because I know, like Germany was, um, or like Hockenheim was uh, on the back burner just in case any other races couldn't do it. So I don't know if like we have maybe a few uh, races in Asia that can't do it. Whether they'd then go to back to Europe and, and have a few races there again, I'm not sure. Um, but at this moment in time, they have put out eight um, races for the calendar. So I'm going to put them on the screen now. Um, this has come off the F1 website. And we're obviously having two, like I said, back-to-back races at the Red Bull Ring in Austria. Um, the first being on July the 3rd to the 5th and July the 10th to the 12th. So they're going to be staying in um, the area, I think, um, because there's like an airport there as well. There's like a a hangar there. So I think there's hotels nearby. So everybody will be staying in that area for that week um, between the races. Uh, And of course, like I said, we've got a double header there. We then go to um, Hungary uh, around the Hungaring um, on July the 17th to the 19th. Uh, we then have two double headers in um, Silverstone, uh, so two British Grand Prix. Um, one says like the actual British Grand Prix, and the next one says Formula One's 70th Anniversary Grand Prix. So I think in both double headers, they've um, named them a little bit differently. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they're not just saying British Grand Prix One, British Grand Prix Two. They're actually named them differently, um, but they are at uh, you know two are at the same circuit. Um, so the Silverstone one, like I said, July 31st, August the 2nd, and August the 7th to the 9th. Um, F1 then travels to um, Spain at Barcelona, uh, the Circuit de Barcelona Catalunya. Um, obviously, they did a lot at that racetrack um, in February and uh, in uh, March as well in terms of testing. So everyone will know that circuit like the back of their hand. So it's great to have Spain back as well. 
and then uh, that's the 14th to the 16th and then um, August the 28th to the 30th we have the Belgium Grand Prix um, in Spa which is great to have on the calendar um, you know there were a few worries that we wouldn't have some of the main tracks in this calendar this year of course we lost Monaco and that was announced a few months ago that we wouldn't have the Monaco Grand Prix this year um, but that race here in Spa is in the calendar and the one after it as well which is a key one is in it as well which is the Italian Grand Prix in Monza um, which is September to the 4th to the 6th. Now I'm not actually sure but I think the um, Belgium Grand Prix and the Italian Grand Prix on this calendar are roughly the same dates as they were before we had um, the pandemic that, that come around the world so I think the dates are almost the same as what they would have been beforehand. They might actually be the same dates uh, but I, again I'm not too sure because they took down that calendar um, for me to sort of have a look at. Um, all the races as well will be supported by Formula 2 and Formula 3, um, which again is great to see. Like they're not just bringing back the actual Formula 1 races, they're bringing um, back Formula 2 and Formula 3. I haven't heard about the W Series yet, I'm not sure if this is in this article. Um, because that was was a possibility of the races being used for that as well. Um, obviously, we had the the American Grand Prix last year that the W Series would be there. So um, yeah, I'm not too sure about that one. But Formula Two and Formula Three are on the grid as well. Um, in terms of finalising the actual calendar, um, Chase Carey, which we're obviously going to go into as well, had an inter had an interview with Formula One. He was interviewed by Tom Clarkson, and he said that hopefully by the end of June we will have a um, main idea as to where we think the whole calendar will be in terms of the countries will be visited and the racetracks will be visiting. Um, obviously, we know as well that there won't be a Dutch Grand Prix this year. Like I said in the last episode, that's been delayed um, till next year because obviously there wasn't going to be any fans at this race. Um, and um, yeah, just to make that clear, there will be no fans at the races um, for these first eight as well. Um, they expect all of them to be closed events, but hope fans will be able to attend again in the future. Um, again, what Chase Carey was said um, has was the fact that hopefully in the fall um, of this year we will see fans back at the sport. They cannot guarantee that obviously we'll have four grandstands again. I don't think that will be possible um, until next year at some point. But you know, we will see a few um, fans being able to, to come to the events. I mean, how they're going to deal with tickets, I'm not actually quite sure. But you know, they have said that they'll love to have fans at the race if possible. Obviously still probably dealing with guidelines um, in the fall. So that's something to look forward to as well. Um, obviously, health and safety is the number one priority going into the Formula One at the minute, and they've been, you know, revising this detailed plan um, for the last few weeks and you know months to make sure they have everything in place. Um, Chase Carey said, "In the past few weeks, we've been working tirelessly with all our partners, the FIA, and the teams to create a revised opening 2020 calendar." allowing us to restart racing in the safest possible way. Um, we are pleased to be able to get uh, set out our opening eight race calendar and look forward to publish our full calendar in the coming weeks. So like I said, you know, th this is in the process. They are um, looking at um, creating the full calendar and showing us like, where we're going. Um, speaking to all the partners, all the racetracks in terms of how they're going to be doing it. Um, he says, I want to thank every promoter and partner for their support and ongoing commitment to Formula One. Um, so, you know, we're obviously still getting all of them wanting to, to compete this year and trying to get all the tracks back. Um, but, you know, some of them like Monaco and that, it, it's going to be difficult to, to put in place. Um, like I said, we do have Austria and Silverstone as double headers. 
uh, and he was actually asked a question on, you know, have they had any um, ideas as to how to maybe spice it up? That wasn't the word they used, but you know, that's how we're sort of um, looking at it. How are you going to spice up the races between, um, you know, both races being at the same track? Um, could we do a reverse grid in terms of, um, you know, whoever qualifies on pole starts at the back? Um, that was, I think. Um, not unanimous and, and Chase Carey said in the interview it had to be unanimous for, for them to implement that change um, I think Christian Horner said earlier on in the week that um, it was Mercedes that, that weren't the ones to, to sort of go with that um, vote um, I think they said you know we want to make sure that the sport isn't using gimmicks you know this isn't like the, the words that they use but it, it was more in things that you know we want the racing to be the racing we want people to watch the sport because of the actual racing and if somebody qualifies on pole they should start on pole which i completely understand but i think you've also got to look at it in the fact that we can't have if somebody's quick in the first race in austria or a team is quick then surely if nobody changes anything that team should be the quickest again in the second week. So it might just be the exact same, you know, grid and the exact same finish. So, you know, I think they have actually got to work about that and how we're going to make um, each race individual and each race, you know, um, because people otherwise people won't want to tune into the second race because they'll already know um, what's going to happen really. So um, Chase Carey has said that they are looking into, you know, ideas of, of what they can do. Um, but it has to be sort of, um, with so close to the day, it has to be a unanimous decision, which I completely, you know, obviously understand that. Um, you know, there could be an option where maybe they go the other way around the track. I mean, that's another option that could be open. There's so many. So I won't go into them because obviously these things haven't been discussed yet. But I think, you know, that it's something that maybe we need to go into because otherwise you know, it could be exactly, be exactly the same race. Um, the second week around so you know we'll just have to see on that um in terms of the the revised budget as well for, for 2021 um chase carey said it's been very busy um i feel that we've made good headway uh, and it's obviously still a work in progress um actually having the pandemic has created a sense of urgency whereas some things that may have been on the back burner before have had to be pushed forward and you know we've we've made great progress in terms of things that maybe we weren't going to look at until later on this year or next year um so so, um, you know, the time frames have sort of come close together and, and, and stuff like that. He also talked about um, Project Pit Lane and, and how the teams normally arrivals, but they've all come together. Um, he said it really shows the spirit of the sport and the fact that it is a big family. Uh, and, you know, obviously um, it, it, families have squabbles, which is what he's talking about in terms of the rivalries they normally have each each week or every other week when the races are going on. Um, but as a family, they all come together and work together, um, you know, when times like these, you know, have, have come about. So I think, um, you know, it does show how well Formula One have, have sort of come together. And I think it's good that, you know, as fans as well, we're seeing that there are going to be um, races and there is going to be a race happening in less than a month's time, which is fantastic news. Obviously, as well, we're talking about this is just the European stage. Um, the opening eight races of the calendar will take place in Europe across six circuits. The target for it has been to achieve 15 to 18 races this season. Um in terms of how confident I think F1 are, you know, they're saying we feel good about it. We're obviously in uncharted waters, um, but you know we're, we're making headway in terms of how we can see 
to to make as many races as possible. Now, obviously, uh, myself and uh, my good friend uh, Jamie Davis have already discussed the fact that if there was only eight races this year, which races we would have gone for. And of course, that's um, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, there that the video is is obviously um, in uh, the order and has been uploaded now. Um, and of course, if you are listening via the, the podcast route, um, that podcast should be one of the previous episodes as well. So check that out and, and obviously let me know what your eight races would have been as well. But in terms of that, you know, um, they are looking to have 15 to 18 races this season. Um, so in the, obviously that's good news. Um, you know, it could have been a different way to do it if they just said we're only having eight. But, you know, they want to put as many races, of course, in as possible. They still have partners. They still have sponsors. Some tracks are saying we still want to go racing. So, you know, I think they've, they've obviously got to work around it. Their priority, of course, is safety and want to make sure that everything is done in the right way um, and have to deal with any issues, you know, as their plans for restart are supposed uh, supported by the teams and drivers. Um, I've, you know, making it clear that everybody in the sport wants to get back racing, um, but of course, in a safe way and uh, with a confidence we have the right procedures in place to be able to do it in the right way so you know like i said this has been thought about for the last few weeks and months how to make how to get racing back but how to get racing back in a safe way now now he was also asked about um the fact that if there would be another incident like we had in australia um i'm just going to see now if i can see an article so obviously i had the issue in australia where um first practice was just about to start and then you know we had the fact that McLaren announced that they would have to withdraw from the um, actual weekend because one of their team members had con- contracted the virus, uh, and then that meant that you know the whole weekend after that was was going to be cancelled. Um, F1 and, and Chase Carey say they are much prepared now, much more prepared, should I say, um, to deal with the, any repeat scenario that they get. So, um, an individual having been found with a positive infection will not lead to a cancellation of a race. Um, is what Chase Carey said. Um, we encourage teams to have procedures in place. So if an individual has to be put in quarantine, we have the ability to quarantine them at a hotel and not uh, and to replace that individual. Um, so you know, and that's even the case for the drivers. So you know, Chase Carey said in the interview, if a driver contracts um, the virus, they have to obviously quarantine themselves and self isolate. But, you know, there are obviously reserve drivers in place in a team. So if somebody, one of the main drivers gets it, um, gets the, the virus, then a, a reserve driver can come in place. And, and that'll be the same thing for anybody else in the team. Um, now, he obviously talked about safety as well and said that, you know, there isn't a possibility that all the time everybody in in the pit lane can keep two meters apart from each other. Um, he obviously said, you know, as, a, as an easy one when they're doing pit stops, and they're changing four tires. It's not possible to all keep two meters apart. Um, but they're going to do. They're doing as much testing as they can, and they want to do like testing every two days to make sure that you know if if a new um, um, virus pit pops up, if you know if somebody does contract it, then they have enough time to to quickly self isolate them, and, and hopefully that won't make uh, an effect. Um, so um, yeah, we wouldn't be going forward if we were not highly confident we had the necessary procedures and expertise to provide a safe environment and manage whatever issues arrive. So like I said, you know, this has been um, you know well thought out. They've obviously talked about as well that um, it's not just us that, that are returning. We've obviously had German football that's, that's been back for the last couple of weeks now, I think. Um, I think NASCAR is looking to be restarted as well. Um, the Premier League, in terms of the Premier League football, I think that's back June the 17th. 
um, June the 19th, something like that. So they're restarting as well. So he said it's not just them. Um, you know, we, we want to um, bring, I think the words were bring it um, more back to normality, but obviously with guidelines and in a safe way. So I think a lot of the time he used the word safe and in a safe environment. And of course, that's what you know that they want to, to hear. So yeah, I mean, there's obviously more information in terms of the cost cap as well. Um, like I said, the cost cap was was supposed to be, I think, um, 175 million per team from 2021, but it's actually been reduced to 145 million following agreement f uh, of all the teams. Um, that will slide down to 140 million in 2022 and 135 the year after. Um, this will significantly reduce the gap in spending between teams. Um, and again, he did have a lot to say about this. I'm not going to go into a full detail. I have just watched the the interview. Um, so if you want to feel that that want to hear the full detail from what Chase Carey has said, um, that 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 will be uh, on the F1 website. And you know, it was interesting for him uh, to hear him because most of the time you don't hear from him it's normally like I normally hear from like Ross Braun or all the teams themselves so it's nice to hear Chase Carey coming out and doing a full interview like this um, but he said it's critically important for the sport to really have competitive competitiveness try and get that word out and the action on the track that we want uh, it's not accidental that the three teams that that have essentially won every podium in the last five years are the three teams that have spent significantly more than anybody else so hopefully he's saying that the budget will you know, in turn, create uh, more competitive racing. I think that's what we're all hoping for as well. You know, all the teams have agreed, so I think they're feeling that that they're in agreement as well. Even like a team like Mercedes that have been winning for for year after year, I think even they feel they want more competitive racing, not just between their drivers but between the teams. Because I think if you win the constructors' championship or the drivers' championship when it's so close, then I think you have more of a sense of you know pride of how well you've done. Um, that's not to, to, to discredit you know what they've done uh, in the last few years. Their team have been fantastic and obviously have been the best team. Um, but I think if you're like fighting between all the other constructors and you win, I think there's a bit more of a sense of pride in that as well. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's been talked about as well. So like I said, that's a full in-depth um, video that uh, that's on the F1 website. And Tom Clarkson interviewing Chase Carey about the news in the last few weeks regarding the 2020 calendar, new regulations, and uh, agreements uh, between the cost cap as well. Um, so yeah, that that's what's going to be talking about in that. Um, and I'm now going to be moving on to Toto Wolf explaining about his Mercedes driver plans. So yes, um, at this moment in time, we all know there's been a lot of driver changes, a lot of announcements before the season uh, in 2020 has actually started. Um, Carlos Sainz is going to Ferrari alongside Charles Leclerc next year. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo is going to McLaren alongside uh, Lando Norris. And we have a four-time world champion at this moment in time, not in a team for next year. We also have Lewis Hamilton, who's not actually signed for Mercedes at this moment in time. So we have a lot to discuss, and Toto Wolff has been discussing that. Um, and, uh, you know, about a month before, like I've already said, the, the season is about to start, um, Toto Wolff has been speaking about the possibility of recruiting Sebastian Vettel at Mercedes for next year. And he said, it is very much still a possibility. 
Now, both seats are up for grabs uh, for Mercedes in 2021. Like we said, Lewis Hamilton hasn't signed a deal, so it is technically up for grabs, but I think we all know that if Lewis still feels like he can win another championship at Mercedes next year, he's obviously going to sign for them. It's just a a matter of signing the paper and and agreeing the money, let's be honest. Um, So... I think Lewis Hamilton's seat is safe, of course. Uh, it will be Valtteri Bottas's seat for next year that will um, still be up for grabs. Uh, again, that depends on how well Valtteri Bottas does at the start of the season. We've obviously seen articles from like Mick Hakkinen that you know, obviously looks after Valtteri Bottas in terms of a bit of a management, says that you know we've been pushing him to be the best driver he can be and, and he thinks this year will be his year. Hopefully, from my point of view, I hope that as well because I do like Valtteri Bottas as a driver and I like him um, seeing him on track and, and also in the paddock. Um, yeah, yes, okay, he doesn't speak much, but I like the way um, you know he goes about his business. So I, I am a big fan of Valtteri Bottas. So I hope as well from if, if what Hakkinen's saying, it is his his year to really challenge Lewis Hamilton. That's what I want. Um, so yeah, hopefully that is the case as well. Um, but just in terms of what actual actually Total Wolf said about it, um, he said. Um, we owe it to a four-time world champion not to come out and say straight away, no, you need to think about it. Um, on the other side, we have a fantastic lineup um, at the minute. Uh, I am happy with both our drivers. And, of course, we also have George Russell, who is a Mercedes junior driver currently racing for Williams. Uh, but he put at the end of that, you never know. Um, so, again, that's that's him you know, sort of uh, giving journalists and, and actually myself uh, a story to talk about. Um, one may decide if he doesn't want to go racing anymore and suddenly uh, you have a vacant spot. That's why I don't want to come out in June and say no chance, Sebastian, and that he's not racing for us. So, um, you know, he, he, he's also saying there if Lewis Hamilton also might come out and say, actually, I don't want to race anymore. And if you've already said no to Sebastian Vettel, that might be a mistake in itself. So um, I think, you know, he, he's definitely just leaving all the cards on the table. Um, he says, first of all, I wouldn't do it to him as a driver. And to be blunt, uh, and on the other side, I have seen black swans appearing when nobody expected. Um, he's obviously talking about Nico Rosberg when he won his championship in 2016, suddenly deciding that he wanted to retire um, from the sport. So, you know, I think Total Wolf obviously didn't see that coming. So he's saying that in terms of yeah, anything can happen uh, in that scenario. Of course, he's also talking about um, George Russell in the scenario that Williams are in at the minute, which I've discussed as well in previous videos about how they're doing financially and, and you know, could they have to sell? Could they, you know, leave the sport? So he's obviously looking at where George Russell could be and, you know, if it's a possibility that maybe Williams don't make it on the grid for 2021, you know, we need somewhere to put George Russell. Is he going to be better than Valtteri Bottas? Do we put George Russell in alongside Hamilton? That's another option. I think Esteban Ocon's also another option, which I've talked about previously as well. Um, yes, he's at um, Renault, but I think that's either only a one-year or a two-year deal. Um, and I think he's still with Mercedes. I'm not sure. I think Mercedes did loan him out to Renault. So I think he's still on their book somewhere. He's obviously not being talked about in this article, but I don't know if it's just because he's just joined Renault. So, you know, they can't really talk about a driver who's literally just joined um, from Mercedes to Renault for the 2020 season. So I think that's why um, Toto Wolf hasn't talked about him yet. Um, but of course, he's, he has stated that he is happy with the driver lineup he's got now of Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. So who knows? Like I said, I hope it is Valtteri Bottas's year and he really does show Lewis Hamilton. Um, you know, and, and compete with him this year. If he does that, then of course he will be alongside Lewis Hamilton next year, no matter what. But he has left it in there 
to talk about Sebastian Vettel being at Mercedes. Now, would I want Sebastian Vettel at Mercedes? I think it would be interesting. I think maybe if it, both of them came out and said this would be their last year as well, um, both of them said we'll, we'll sign a, a one-year contract and for 2021 and um, this will both be our last years. Now, obviously, that would be a headache for Toto Wolff anyway because not only would he have to deal with them for a year, he'd also have to find replacements for both of them. So I don't think that would be a even a possibility anyway but I think it would be quite cool if both of them said it would be their last year and both of them were fighting in the same team um, for their last world championships um, I think that would be um, really interesting do I think it would happen no I don't think it would I think Mercedes have learned from what happened between Hamilton and Rosberg to not really go about doing it again um, if Valtteri Bottas does, like I say, improve, it might be a possibility in that sense that that, that, that could happen. Um, but who knows? So, yeah, in terms of that, just in that, would Sebastian Vettel make a good fit at Mercedes? I think that will be an interesting um, topic to talk about. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on it as well. Do you think um, Hamilton and Vettel could work at Mercedes for 2021? And the last topic we're going to talk about is Red Bull. Um, now, obviously, this again is talking about Sebastian Vettel and the possibility that he could then rejoin um, Red Bull. Um, Christian Orner, in response to this, has literally just said, we are happy with the driver line that we've got. We are happy with Verstappen and Albon. Now, of course, um, they changed uh, drivers last year, halfway through the season. Uh, Pierre Gasly got dropped back to Toro Rosso. Um, and Alex Albon got promoted to the big boy team um, alongside Max Verstappen. So Alex Albon only had half a season, the end of, of, of the season, um, to sort of uh, fight against Max Verstappen. So he hasn't had a full year against the Dutchman. So I think, you know, obviously Christian Horner wants to leave him in for the year, see how he does, see how he competes uh, against um, Verstappen, and then see, you know, where it is. Um, Obviously, I think Alex Albon should be given this year. Um, obviously, if he improves, it's a no-brainer to keep him. Um, if he didn't improve, and maybe he didn't show his qualities, then I think it's interesting. You know, Could that be a possibility? I still think Vettel and Verstappen wouldn't work as a partnership. I, I don't think so. I think they've had too many sort of um, barmies um, on track to sort of work together in, in a team. Um, I just don't think that would work and I think obviously Christian Horner thinks that would work he already thinks Vettel and Hamilton would be a headache um, if he was Toto Wolff um, so he, he wouldn't put them two together so um, yeah I don't think he'd put Verstappen and Vettel together either um, he's obviously said look Sebastian is a great driver what we achieved together was huge um, four back to back consecutive championships um, he's obviously made his decision to leave Ferrari that's his choice I'm sure he thought about it long and hard, um, but we are happy with the driver line that we've got right now. So Christian Horner is obviously saying that Alex Albon is in their plans to just be their driver for next year alongside Verstappen. He then goes on to say Alex was getting stronger throughout last year. We had Max on a long-term contract and our ideal um, is to continue with those two drivers. Um, obviously not for just this season, but beyond to 2021. So he's obviously there, even in there committing that both drivers will be um, their drivers for next year um, as well as this year. So, yeah, I personally think that there isn't much of a story between Vettel going back to Red Bull. I think I don't think it's a possibility. And I weirdly think it's it's more 
of a chance that Vettel would join Mercedes than he would go back to to Red Bull. Um, again, that's another that's another point. Let me know your thoughts in that and and whether um, Vettel would more likely go back to Red Bull than he would um, join Hamilton or somebody else at Mercedes. Um, again, it all depends on on Lewis Hamilton as well. Does he decide to stay at Mercedes? Does he decide to stay in F1? Um, this year as well. Uh, I mean, this is all talked about. For, um, Sebastian Vettel could just retire, uh, but I personally think if he was going to retire, you know, he would have said that already. Um, he would have said already this was his swan song. Um, I, I don't think he would do that either this year, simply because of the fact that um, there would be no hardly any fans uh, at the grounds to sort of say goodbye to. So um, yeah, I mean, look, this is all just discussion. It's all still up in the air. So it's you know it's it's my view as well as yours. Like I said, I'd love to know your thoughts on the situations as well, and on the news stories. Um, and yeah, that sort of rounds up the, the the news that's happened in the last few days. If there are any more breaking news, I'll obviously of course do a video about it, or I will do a podcast about it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm obviously ecstatic that we've obviously got news now of, of Formula One coming back. Um, it's fantastic to hear, and I, I can't wait to, to watch the racing again and obviously discuss it more. More videos, more news articles will be coming out in the next um, few weeks, I'm sure, as, as everyone gets ready for the racing again. Uh, more videos will be coming out. We'll be doing um, race previews, uh, race reviews, you know, any other topics, like I said. I'm looking forward to doing them. And, uh, yeah, it, it's good to, to actually know that we do have some racing coming back now uh, in July and, and uh, throughout 2020. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for watching the video. Or if you're listening to the podcast, um, thank you very much for listening and uh, I look forward to doing another video and doing another podcast uh, in the in the near future so yeah thank you very much and I will see you all in the next one